If you've listened to anything on social media lately, one of the words that you've heard is AI. I don't know about you, but when I first learned about AI, I wanted absolutely nothing to do with it. I just, oh my gosh, one more thing to learn. Did you feel that way or are you feeling that way now? If you're feeling that way, I promise you after this podcast, you'll learn how you can make AI work for you and your business and you can do it with integrity and confidence. You are listening to the Anna Brandt Podcast for the year 2023. Anna Brandt has been a professional photographer for over 24 years and has taught worldwide in over 40 countries. She continues to educate in person and online while running a busy studio in Tustin, California. My mom's podcast is all about educating and motivating the creative entrepreneur. My name is Ava Brandt, and I'm happy to welcome you to the fifth season of my mom's podcast channel. We hope you subscribe and stick around. There's two types of AI going around right now, chat GPT and working in Discord using MidJourney as your server. So we're going to talk about two of those things because I do work with both of them. If you go to anabranteducation.com, we do have two online communities and lessons for both of these types of technologies. Chat GPT is very popular in the social world because what it does is it allows you through the use of prompts to come back with words that you may not have been able to come up with on your own. What do I mean by that? Well, Case in point, a lot of photographers say they have a hard time posting on social media because they don't know what to say. They have this beautiful baby image and they want to post it, but they want to say something besides sleepy baby Joseph at eight days old. And so they get tired of saying the same old things over and over again. Just the other day, I asked a photographer why she hadn't been posting on Instagram. And she said, because she didn't know what to say. And I I found that absolutely amazing. I don't know why you would hesitate sharing your work simply because you didn't know what to say. Yet I hear that from photographers all the time. And I have to confess something. I've also felt the same way. With ChatGPT, you can simply type in a prompt such as, give me a quote on newborn babies. And the system will spit out anywhere from one to three to five different quotes about newborn babies. It's absolutely amazing what will come back from the AI generator. Now, there's been a lot of confusion, a lot of bad press. AI has gotten a lot of bad press with a lot of people saying, well, it's copyrighted material or someone yesterday in my AI webinar said, well, I don't want to post something that someone else is using. I don't want to be accused of copying. I don't want to be accused of copyright. And that's where the confusion and misunderstanding with AI lies. And that's kind of how I felt too. When I first learned about AI, I felt the same way. I felt like, oh gosh, am I going to be using something that someone else did? Am I going to be handling copyrighted material or what can you use and what can't you use? In the AI world, basically what is AI? It is a computer system that's going to generate either text or images based on your prompt. What do I mean by prompt? Meaning you're going to type a command. You're speaking into existence what you're looking for and the computer is going to generate the response. So if you're on the computer and you're in chat GPT and you're trying to write an email to your clients about your Christmas promotions, you could type your prompt would be, give me ideas and quotes about holiday photos. 
the AI generator will then spit back, could be quotes, it could be sentences, it could be definitions, text based upon your prompt. Now, you may say, well, how do I even know what I'm looking for? I can't even come up with keywords or hashtags or descriptions. How am I going to come up with prompts? And if you Google AI prompts, you'll find 5,555 million different resources to help you with prompts. I promise you, once you dive into it, you'll realize that creating prompts itself is an art form. But if you just start thinking about conversation and what you're looking for, the AI generator will help you. So let's use a couple of examples. I'm going to post a beautiful baby image on Instagram. I'm not sure what to say. The baby's name is Sarah. She's eight days old. So I want to say beautiful baby Sarah at eight days old. Look at how amazing she is or something like that. But it seems kind of, I don't know, redundant, boring. So I'm going to go to ChatGPT and I'm going to type in, tell me something to write about beautiful baby girls. The AI generator is going to spit back. It could be a baby quote or it could be a fact or something, maybe in a sentence or a paragraph form. I'm then going to look at it and decide, is that good enough for me to repost as is or do I want to modify it to my own liking? I prefer modifying to my own liking. And if you listen to anyone else talk about AI, that is a key point in making AI work for you. You don't want to simply take back exactly what the AI generator is giving you and write word for word because you're going to sound like a machine. There's a photographer friend that I have and I adore her dearly. But the other day I started noticing on her Instagram, I had a feeling she was using AI because all her Instagram posts had these perfect sentences. There were no hashtags, there was no URL, and there wasn't even her name. It was just a beautiful image and this particular post that almost seemed too perfect. And I had noticed it for a couple of weeks and I finally sent her a DM and I said, are you using AI on your Instagram posts? And she said, I am. And I said, okay, I got that. I figured it, but you're starting to sound like a machine. So I think you should modify it to make it sound a little bit more personal, as well as add your name, hashtags, website, and all those other things that we add on social posts. And she thanked me and went about her life. And I just felt like I know who she is. She has a lot of personality. She's very intelligent. And it's not that I question her words, but it just sounded too much like a machine. And we don't want to all walk around and start sounding like machines. That's not the purpose of AI. And I think that's where AI gets a bad rep. I think what we need to do is look at it as our perfect best friend. Like, hey, I want to write something. I want to say something, but I don't really have the words. So you're my perfect best AI friend. Can you tell me something you think about babies? And so me being your perfect best friend AI generator, I would say babies are so small and so tiny and so beautiful and so perfect in every way. A photo allows us to capture and remember that joy we have forever. Now, I just made that up. I'm not sitting in a computer. I'm not typing it in AI, but that just kind of gives you an idea. And you may say, oh, wow, I really like the way that sounds. What if I use that and maybe tweaked it so it sounded like something more that I would say and maybe change a few words? And you know what? That gives me an idea to talk about top five 
things you want to capture in your newborn session. Tiny hands, tiny feet, their little eyes, their expressions, because in a month, they're going to look like a completely different baby than when they looked at five or eight days. Do you see where I'm going with? All of a sudden, your mind now is filled with creative ideas, possibly a few new words that you didn't have in your dictionary. And next thing you know it, you're at the keyboard and your fingers are typing a mile a minute and you have a beautiful post to go along with your beautiful image. That is why AI is taking social media by storm. And that is why so many people are getting involved. It's not just getting the cliff notes for a book and posting them. And it's not just finding new buzzwords and trendy things to say. It's finally having that new best friend that says, you know what? I'm trying to say something, but I'm not quite sure how to say it. So maybe you can help me out. If you use AI in this kind of way, it's going to only make your work, sound, and look better. So that's just one way that a lot of creators, especially social curators, are using AI in their business. Now let's jump over on a photography standpoint from an image-based standpoint, and let's talk about why AI is maybe not getting the positive feedback that it should. Recently, there have been a couple of conversations about people submitting AI-generated images for competitions. Now, that's not that's not valid, right? I mean, you didn't create that image. So we wouldn't want to go to an AI generator. We don't want to go into Discord, which is what we're using in our studio to generate images and generate a pregnant mom on a beach in an afternoon on a cloudy day and take that result, let's say that was my prompt, and take that result and then submit it for an image competition, would we? No, because that would be unethical. And that is the concern. And maybe some people have done that. And that is the problem in the photography industry. And that's why AI was getting a pretty bad rap to begin with. But let's take it from another viewpoint because that's not something I'm going to do. And I would hope that's not something you're going to do. But what has been going on for years? We've been learning how to create composites how to create fantasy images. I photograph maternity and newborn, but I love working with mermaids and other things. Well, I love working with flowy material. And so I use different types of tools to expand the flowy material on a maternity woman. I work very closely with Lauren from LSP Actions and we created fabric overlays to take those maternity gowns and flowy materials and double them in width and size. So we've already been doing that on a different level. How did we do that? Well, we actually photographed the tossing fabric. And then Lauren, being as amazing as she is, created Actions to add that flowy fabric to our images through composites and actions. And then we have this beautiful new image, right? So there's nothing wrong with doing that. Now, what if we say, okay, I've used all of those. I want to find more flowy fabric, but I don't have time to go buy the fabric, go to a studio, shoot the fabric, clean up the fabric, clip the fabric, have out Lauren create an action to do what I'm doing. Why don't I go into Discord, type in a prompt and say, give me flowy fabric tossed in an open studio environment. The color of the fabric is red. The AI generator will spit back samples of flowy fabric 
that I then can go to Photoshop and use in my image. Do you see what I'm saying? So a lot of the things we've already been doing, you can go to Etsy and look for composite images. You can look for fantasy mermaid tales, extend the hair, and you can look for all types of overlays, fabrics, textures to take your existing images and make them 10 times better, right? Well, a couple of years ago, all the photographers and creators and visual artists had to create that, whether they drew it on a tablet or photographed it in the studio. In order for you to create the perfect composite, we had to go and shoot that, photograph it, draw it, right? Well, now we can go to AI, type in the prompt, speak into existence what we want. The prompt could be in Discord, I want a blue mermaid tail curled upward, it spits back that tail. We bring in Photoshop and add it to our mermaid that we photographed a client session a week ago. So technology is technology. You know, with this digital world, we can shoot straight up just out of our camera, but we're never going to deliver that straight out of camera image, also known as SOOC. We're never going to deliver that image straight out of camera to a client, right? That's just not going to happen. We're going to clean it up. We're going to clean the skin. We're going to slim the fat. We're going to trim it. We're going to adjust the brightness, the contrast. We're already manipulating images. Now we can go one step further and allow the AI tools to help us perfect that image. We can do this all on an ethical and creative level and use it to just enhance what we're already doing. That is is AI. And that is why AI can be absolutely amazing. I just finished a three-day summit in New York City a few weeks ago, and every single one of our speakers that talked at our summit started out in the first paragraph of saying that at some point in their career, they had been bored. I was absolutely fascinated because of the six different speakers, I didn't talk with them ahead of time on their key message. We talked about what they were going to train, their keynote, kind of the emphasis of what they wanted the other photographers to learn over those three days. But at no time did I or the other instructors say that their message was going to be that they were bored at any given moment. And yet instructor after instructor within the first five minutes of addressing my audience so that at one point in their career, they were bored. And I was so fascinated because a lot of people come to me and say, Anna, how do you do what you do? Don't you get burnt out? You run a busy studio, you teach, you travel. I've now worked in 40 different countries. I'm still raising my three children that are now 18, 20, and 22. And people come to me all the time and say, don't you get bored? Don't you get tired? And I say, every day. And if you talk to any successful entrepreneur, photographer, creator, visual storyteller, curator, speaker, author, they'll tell you the same thing. They get bored because we're so busy creating and writing and doing things. And after a while, you feel like you've done it all and you have no new ideas. I went into ChatGPT and I typed in, why do creatives get bored? And the AI generator spit back, and I quote, creatives get bored because their minds crave constant exploration, innovation, and the pursuit of new possibilities. Boredom is the catalyst that ignites their restless souls to seek untrodden paths, push boundaries, and create anew. I could not have said that better myself, and that defines me and all of the other creatives, teachers, authors, and educators that I know. 
Does it resonate with you? Could you have said it that way? But don't you hear that and go, oh my gosh, I feel that way exactly? The boredom is the catalyst that ignites the restless souls. Do you not feel restless from time to time? Do you not want to push boundaries? Do you not want to create new things? But sometimes we don't know how to because we can't get out of our own way because we're bored, we're overwhelmed, we're underwhelmed, we're underpaid, we're underappreciated. And sometimes we're just pissed off. But if you go to a retreat, a quiet moment, go to a beach, have an amazing shoot, meet that client that appreciates you, don't you all of a sudden feel inspired? Like, ah, I have to go and create this. That's me almost every single day in my career. 23 years going on 24 in June. Once I figured out what AI was capable of and that the AI capability was based on the prompts that were coming out of my own mouth, that even if somebody I knew typed in the exact same prompts I had, the result would be different. My mind was completely blown. And I was so impressed with not only AI now, but what is to come. And then all of a sudden, integrity isn't an issue. And boundaries and ethical responsibility isn't an issue if you know how to properly execute and use AI as a whole. In listening to a couple of different podcasts by other educators and authors, I learned that it is important to have an AI disclaimer. That you should say, with the use of AI, with the help of AI, because that brings ethics and integrity into the picture. Where a lot of creators get in trouble is the creating and producing work as their own and not even hinting that AI might play a role. And so those who know what AI can do are starting to question the validity of that person's work. And they're saying, why don't you just say that you used AI to do this? And so creators may say, well, do I have to? No, you don't have to, but perhaps when you're doing things, you might want to put a little disclaimer, whether it's on your social media, on your website, something that says this is with the help of AI. Lately on the images and composites that I've been doing, I may say wrap found in my store, beautiful baby, you know, Isla, eight days, photographed in Montreal, background by AI. So if you look in some of my posts, you'll see that I do kind of give credit to the portion that is AI. And I think that's important for me to do just for my own ethical self-conscious. And then to also understand that as an educator, I do have a social responsibility to make sure that what I'm doing is transparent. I went back to chat GPT today and typed in, give me an AI disclaimer. And then I also typed in, what is an AI disclaimer? What I'm going to read to you is a direct result of that prompt. AI disclaimer. When using AI generated content, it is essential to include a disclaimer to provide transparency and clarify the source of the material. Here is an example of an AI disclaimer. And I quote, disclaimer, the content provided in this material was generated with the assistance of an artificial intelligence language model. While efforts have been made to ensure the accuracy and reliability of the information presented, please be aware that the AI generated content may not always be entirely error free or reflect human opinions, expertise or context. 
Therefore, this content should be used as a reference or starting point and it is recommended to verify and cross-check any important details or seek professional advice as necessary. The responsibility for the use and interpretation of this content lies solely with the reader. And then there's that end quote there. Feel free to modify this disclaimer based on your specific use case and requirements. It is important to clearly communicate the limitations and potential considerations associated with AI generated content to maintain transparency and set appropriate expectations for your audience. Valuable key words here. Disclaimer, transparency, appropriate expectations. This is so important. I've included these notes and results in the show notes for this podcast. I think that if you're going to use AI, and I really think you should, we want to be transparent and we want to be ethical and we want to make sure that we have the appropriate disclaimers so that our audience understands our objective. And what is our objective at the end of the day? What are we looking for? Well, we, we all have a brand and whether you're starting out or you've been around a long time or you're not even sure what your brand is, at the end of the day, you do have one. Whether the message is clear or not, don't we all wanna make a mark in this world? Don't we all wanna leave a legacy to our children? to those behind us. And what is our legacy? This is something I challenge myself every single day. What am I leaving behind for my children, for my clients, for the work that I produce? What is going to have my name on it years from now when I'm not here anymore? Creating photography and work is our legacy. It's our visual history. I'm a photographer. My job is to produce images that my client is paying me for. And what, what is that work? It's their pregnancy. It's their newborn. It's their children. It's their family. It's their own visual legacy. When they leave behind those photo albums and those pictures on the wall, that's their own visual legacy. So not only am I trying to preserve the legacy of me as a human being, I, Anna Brandt, what am I portraying to the world and what am I communicating? But the job that I'm being paid for every day is my client's own visual history that really has nothing to do with me, it has to do with their own family. I want to create work that I'm proud of and I want to create work that inspires me and I want to create work that gets me out of bed every day. And using AI is fun. It's a tool. I think it could be done and it could be done well and I think you could educate yourself on it and learn how to use it and learn how to do it in a way that protects your brand and communicates the message that you want to give to the world. Isn't that what we're all trying to do? And so I encourage you, dive in, go to YouTube, watch tutorials, listen to podcasts, check it out, learn how to use it. We have an online community at annabrandeducation.com for AI creatives, as well as using open chat. AI for your own marketing methods and communications. I encourage you to check it out and learn a little bit more about it. I think at the end of the day, we're just trying to learn a little bit more, grow a little bit more and try to be the best that we can be in whatever creative field that we're doing, right? I think that's what it is. So hopefully this podcast gave you a little bit of insight on AI, what it can be used for, 
and how we can do it with integrity, honesty, and in a way that will communicate our message for years to come. I'm Anna Brandt. Thanks for listening. Did you like this podcast? We would love it if you gave my mom a kind review and reach out to her. To learn more about Anna, visit AnnaBrandt.com. You can find out about her education opportunities at AnnaBrandtEducation.com.